Welcome to the Minute Church Podcast. Today we're continuing our series called The Walking Dead. Today's sermon is entitled Blood Transfusion. Today we're going to learn that the blood of Jesus carries an antibody that sets us free from the virus and the virus is the sin of this world. So today sit back and relax and enjoy the podcast starting right now. All right, y'all ready to dive in this today? I know I am. I'm pumped up to be continuing our series called The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. If you missed last week, man, it was an awesome, awesome, incredible day, and I enjoyed, I've enjoyed the series so far, and we're only one week into it, and we got a few more weeks to go, and so I've been pumped up about this one. And so today's sermon is entitled, Blood Transfusion. Blood Transfusion. So uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not, uh, so we're going to give you some, a uh, little bit of a medical background here, right? Did you know that the primary source that runs through our veins is blood? The primary source is blood. Now I'm going to give you some statistics here. You may not know this or not, but, but your body, your body here uh, can't live without having blood in your body. So, so y'all hear me out. You can't live without the blood that's in your body. So Pastor Michael, well, duh, I know that. <laughs> if it's not in there and it's running out everywhere, that's not good. Listen, I've been in emergency service for a long time, and we always go out there and tell you, like, oh, snap, that's not good. You're bleeding everywhere. We need to make sure that stays on the inside, not on the outside, all right? You know what I mean? We want to make sure that that stays on, tapped in there. But each one of your bodies has about 1.2 gallons to 1.5 gallons of blood in it. That's a lot of blood, right? Anybody have a gallon of milk? Seen a gallon of milk? I know we all have. I've seen the gallon of milk. I love milk, and oh, i got to tell y'all something else. I done forgot. Y'all know what we're going to be doing? Y'all didn't hear? You know why you ain't heard? Because I ain't told you yet. I keep forgetting to tell everybody. Uh, uh, so, so, so guess what I found? I found another one of those one-chip challenge chips. <laughs> and guess what we're going to be doing? We're going to be doing another fundraiser one-chip challenge. Guess what? This one turns your tongue blue. So it's coming soon. i gotta, I got to update the website so you can give to it, and it's going to be awesome. But I, we'll come back to that. But the one-chip challenge is coming back. But listen, when I did the one-chip challenge, I had the gallon of milk because my mouth was on fire. It was about to kill me. And so I drank almost the whole gallon of milk after I ate the chip. I think it was last year. It was hot. And the one I'm going to eat this year is even hotter than last year's. It's going to be intense. But your body has 1.2 to 1.5 gallons of blood in it. So imagine with me just a little bit more than a gallon or about a gallon and a half of milk. That's a lot of, that's a lot of juice in there. That's a lot of, that's a lot of liquid. We got to make sure it stays in there. Now when I was in EMT school and I was learning how to be an EMT and I had to learn how the body works and operates and how one drop of blood went through your body. So I'm going I'm to give you the path of one drop of blood. Y'all ready for this? All right, blood comes into the right atrium from the body. It moves into the left, uh, it moves into the right ventricle and pushes into the pulmonary arteries in the lungs. After picking up oxygen, the blood travels back to the heart through the, prim- the pulmonary vessels, excuse me, veins in the left atrium to the left ventricle and back out to the body tissue through the aorta. It's a lot of big words, ain't it? 
It's a big word. See, most people think a heart, when they look at a heart, you tell a kid what a heart looks like. It's two little humps, and it comes down to uh, upside-down triangle. Heart looks pretty cool. Y'all ever want to see a cool picture of heart? Look it up on uh, uh, Google there, and you'll see some cool pictures of hearts. They're awesome. But without the blood moving through our body, without blood in our body, we will die. We will die. And, and I like watching movies, and I love seeing different types of movies and out there. And Hollywood has perfected uh, making videos and stuff look very, very real. Hashtag, this is kind of where we got this from. I know online campus, you guys can't see this, and uh, it actually looked better the day we've done it now that it's kind of dried up a little bit. It don't look as good. But if you look at this very closely, we picked this up from a Hollywood uh, uh, forum and figured out how to make blood look realistic, and this is where we come up with. But it looks deep. It looks dark. It looks thick, oozy. My porch still has blood on it, fake blood on it. It's crazy. I don't know if I finished telling you guys last week this or not, but the first time I made one of these, the cops got caught on us because it looked like a murder scene in our front yard. It looked intense. I'm like, oh, snap. The police done rolled up. Thankfully, it was Halloween. He's like, is everything going okay here? I'm like, yeah, man. We're just, we're just making some props for a, a, a lesson we're doing. He said, are you sure? He said, can I come look around? Absolutely. He said, now y'all are good. But Hollywood is perfected in making blood and making it look real. But I like Hollywood blood because the good thing about it is is my blood stays inside of me. Vampires like blood so much they like to suck it out of people. It's Halloween, guys. It's coming up. Halloween, I want to suck your blood. Count Dracula. And then zombies, as we've been talking about over the last week, they, their, their pursuit is living humans that are full of a fuel source called blood blood there's a lot of hot topics that are take, have taken place in our worlds and it's people getting infected and contaminated one thing we were taught in EMT school if it's wet and sticky and it's not yours don't touch it if it's wet and sticky it's not yours don't touch it and it's been engraved in my mind because I don't know what you have you don't know what I have and I don't want your oogie boogies on me and they don't want my oogie boogies on them that's why we wear gloves and protective equipment because we want to make sure we don't get oogie boogies on us this world is full of people that are infected and contaminated with different diseases and different things in their lives. There's this thing called HIV and AIDS, and it's stuck inside the blood. It's stuck inside the blood. There's sickness. It's a disease, and it's all inside the blood system. And then our world is filled with all kinds of contaminations that could be bad for us all. Sometimes the infections get so bad in our bodies that they have to amputate and cut pieces off. It's crazy, ain't it? Let's check out what the Bible says here. So these things that take place in the Bible that talk about blood, 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 blood. There were blood covenants that they made in the Bible times and throughout the course of history. They made blood covenants. And if you don't know what a blood covenant is, let me tell you, these are one of those things that I'd have to say, had to check us out. But what they would do is, is they would make an agreement, agreement on something and they would make a blood covenant on it. So what they would do is they would cut each other's hands and, they, and, and what they would do is they would shake. Blood covenants. 
I don't know about you guys, but that ain't happened in 2022, especially with me. Uh, because if it's wet and sticky and it's not mine, I ain't touching it. You know what I mean? I'm like, come on now. <laughs> I ain't touching that. <laughs> Fernando, if I make a deal with you, I'm just going to have to take my word for it. Or if I make a deal with you, you're just going to have to make it. You know, we're just going to work it out on our own terms there. I ain't cutting my hand and shaking your hand. <laughs> But back in the day, this was practice. This was common because that was a true bonding covenant with one another. I don't know about y'all, but that was a nasty one. Also see in the Bible that there were times that they would have to cut open the lamb and put over their doorpost. Blood was a representation of passing over. And up until the law was given into the Bible, I'm not getting too deep in theology here, but, but when the blood was, or when the law was giving, uh, uh, the animal sacrifices that were made were the shedding of blood. So the original law in the Bible, you would have to take an animal and you would have to sacrifice this animal. You would have to cut it up and, and let the blood come out and it's what would be a representation of forgiveness of people's sins. But thank God we don't have to do that anymore. Thank God that, that Jesus come and he died on the cross for us. He took that, that beating. He bled out for each one of us. And, and he died. And so we don't have to do these, or not human sacrifices, but these animal sacrifices anymore. It was often taught that, that once a year they would go into the holies of holies in the tabernacle and offer up a blood offering for the sins of people. And we can find this in Hebrews 9. Um, in Hebrews 9. But today we're going to look at Hebrews 9, 11 through 28. I got a bunch of scriptures today, so I hope I don't bore you out too bad. And so y'all stick with me because there's some stuff I want to point out very, very important for you guys in your, in your Bibles today. So we're looking at Hebrews 9, 11 through 28. But when Christ, came, uh, when Christ came as a high priest of the good things that are now already here, he went through the great and more perfect tabernacle that is not made with human hands that he said it is not a part of this creation verse 12 he did not enter by means of blood of goats and calves he entered the most high place once for all by his own blood I want you guys to underline that or highlight it or if you're on your uh, bible app he entered the most high place once for all by his blood through attaining eternal redemption. Christ did it on his own. See, back in the day, there were laws that you had to follow. There were certain rules and a process that you had to follow. And if you didn't follow the process right, when you went into the holies of holies, they would tie a rope to the individual that was walking in because if they didn't do the process correctly, they would ultimately die immediately in that spot. And they had the rope there and they would drag them back and, and th that was the process. Teenagers, when your parents and kids, if your parents tell you to do something, follow the process. There's laws that we have to follow for a reason. There's a reason why laws are in place in, in, in today's society. is because they want us to follow the process. This past two weeks I've been in an extremely tough class and a hard class and it sucked the life out of me. It was tough. I passed, by the way. <laughs> I'm so happy. But there was a process. There was a process that I had to go through. There was an application I had to fill out. There were documentations I had to provide. 
I had to go through a federal criminal background check because we were on a military base taking this particular class. I had to have special clearance to get on this class or get into the spot where the class was going to be taking place. And then when the day one came, I had a special code to get into the, the facility that we were at. We had a spot that we had to meet in. I had lectures that we had to sit through. This is all a part of the process. And then we had to learn. There were PowerPoints. There were objectives we had to do. There were interviews we had to conduct. There were uh, a scene that we had to assess. There were assessments. And then we had to do a presentation. And then we finally ended up with a written test. And for the ones that ever taken a North Carolina State test, they're a pain in the butts. <laughs> they're a pain. But there was a process. I couldn't walk in without the application. I couldn't get through the gate without the code. I couldn't have the code without going through the application process. I couldn't have got the, the code without the background check. I couldn't have took the tests without doing the presentation. There's a process. There's a process. But Jesus here went into the most high place as himself, the holy of the holies. Now check out verse 14 here, Hebrews 9 and 14. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleansing our, our co-science from acts that lead to, lead to death so that we may serve the living God. So we can serve God. We can serve him. And I love serving God. And, and that's why we, when we were, uh, God put this on our heart to name the church medic. And 11 years prior before we started, he said, my every desire is Christ. My every desire is Christ. And that's what we wanted to do to make our every living desire Christ. We wanted to serve after God. We wanted to push towards him. I'm going to hit some of the highlights. Verse 15. Now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. See, see, Christ comes so we didn't have to sacrifice any more animals. He was the one that took the pain and the suffering and made the sacrifice for our sins. He was the Lamb of God and the Lamb that was sacrificed for us. He changed the process. We're going to jump down to verse 21. Excuse me, 22. So Hebrews 9 and 22. In fact, the law required that nearly everything be cleansed with blood and without the shed of blood, there's no forgiveness. So back in the day, in the first part of the law, in the first covenant, there had to be bloodshed of animals. Bloodshed of the animals. And that's what would take and that's what we would do or you would do to be forgiven of your sins. And what not only would you just go out there and just pick, you couldn't pick the run of the litter. You had to go out there, you had to get your very best. Had to pick out your best sheep. The best one you had and you took it and you made it as a sacrifice for God and saying, hey God, I give this to you. Forgive me of my sins. That's how it used to work. See, there was everything was cleansed with blood. Y'all imagine the day if they come up to you and they come up with this info commercial, you're watching TV and all of a sudden, boom, it popped up. Hey, selling news from the day from Hallmark. I don't know. <laughs> The new cleaning supplies blood and blood. Cleans everything. Takes out stains. Takes out the stuff on your counters. Goes good with your dishwasher. I mean, imagine with me just for a second. Without blood, you couldn't clean nothing. 
I don't know about y'all. I don't think I think I would just keep going. I think I would skip that commercial. I think I would try something else like bleach. <laughs> but verse 24 here. It says he entered heaven itself now to appear for for us in God's presence. He's there. He made the sacrifice. He was sent to this earth to die on the cross for me and for you, our online campus, our podcast listeners later on. God sent his son Jesus to die for us. Why did he do it? Why did God send his only son? One, because he loved each and every one of us. Thank parents, you'll do anything for your kids, right? You'll do anything for your loved one, your spouse. You'll even take a bullet or die for them. And that's what, that's what God was saying. Say, hey, I'm going to send my son. I love him that much that I'm going to send him. It's because I love you guys. I'm going to give him up as a sacrifice for you. Verse 26, in the latter part, he says, but he, but he has appeared once for all the circumstances of the ages to do away with sin by sacrificing, with sin by the sacrifice of himself. So Christ said, hey, I'll go, Father. I'll go. I'll go to the earth. I'll be this sacrifice for the people there. I'll die for them. I'll die for their sins so they don't have to go to the eternal place called hell. I will die for them because, one, he loved us. If y'all don't know what deep love is, that's love. Pastor Michael, I've been treated horrible my entire life. I don't have anybody that loves me. Listen, God loves you. He loves each one of us. He loves you all because he tells us he sent his only son. The die on the cross. Verse 28. So Christ was sacrificed once to be taken, taken away for sin of the many. And he will appear as a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are awaiting him. There's going to come a time in this earth that God's going to come back. He's going to send his son, Jesus, to return back. He says it's coming back for the bride of the church. We're the bride that he's looking for. We're the ones that he's after. There's coming a time. I don't know when it's going to be, but if you look at the Bible and you read the Bible, all the signs are, are very near. Well, Pastor Michael, they've been saying that for decades. Yes, they've been saying it for decades. I've heard it my entire life that God's coming back. He's sending his son, Jesus, to come back to take his bride back. I've heard it my entire life, but it's more realer, realer now than it's ever been. I'm going to tell you, don't be playing around with church because God loves you. God wants you not to go to the bad place called hell. And why did he send his son to save you from that dark place? So where, so where can we learn? The blood cleanses and purifies. Y'all taking notes. The blood cleanses and it purifies. Pastor Michael, that's nasty. It's wet, sticky, it's not yours. You're not supposed to touch it, right? Check this out. Hebrews 9 and 14. How much more then will the blood of Christ, the blood of Christ. I told you I had a lot of scriptures today, I'm sorry. Who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God. I like it. He was clean. Perfect. Well, sometimes talk about people in the earth and and, and we always talk about how, how people are good, some people are bad, and, and why people go to church, why people don't go to church. See, at Medic Church, we're full of unperfect people that are after one thing, to see people get retouched and, restored, and let God restore the brokenness in their life. We're imperfect. 
I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We want unperfect people to come here because guess what? The last perfect person that came to earth died on the cross. They hung him on the cross. See, Christ was un- he, he was pure. He was holy. First John 1 and 7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us all from sin. I once was lost, and now I'm found. And, and, and what I love about the blood of Christ is, is, is when I'm in that dark spot, and, and I made these mistakes in my life, and you've made those mistakes in your life, guess what? When God gets a hold of you and God touches you, God washes it white as snow. It's through the blood of Christ that he can take your life and your situations that you're going through and make you whole again and purify you clean. When we lived in Mount Airy, we had to get this water purifier put on our sink because the Mount Airy water, I don't know about everybody else that may live in Mount Airy, but where we lived at in Mount Airy, our water was full of calcium. Once don't know what calcium is, it's what's in milk, and uh, if you drink enough calcium or too much calcium, it can give you this thing called kidney stones. Let me tell you, brother got a kidney stone, brother didn't like it, brother found out there's calcium in water, so we got a water purifier to get rid of the calcium. I never wish that on nobody. Whew. If you ever had a kidney stone, you know what I'm talking about. But we put the water purifier on there to make the water cleaner. When you have water and it goes through the purification, it makes it better. It makes it taste better. It makes it look better. I don't know about you guys, but they sell all these things uh, through survival uh, kits, and you can look at them. They can take almost dirty, muddy swamp water and make it look like clean, crystal clear water. It's because it's through the purification process is why that can take place. And see, when we're messed up and, and, and we're living our life and, 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 and it's not pleasing to God, all we have to do is go to him, run to the Father and say, God, I give it to you. And he washes it away. And it tells us in the Bible, he throws it from as far as the east is from the west. Y'all get some extra scriptures today. We have been redeemed through his blood. The forgiveness of the sins, Ephesians 1 and 7. We have been redeemed through his blood. It was because of the sacrifice that he made. The passion of the Christ is probably the most realistic example and most accurate example as we can get to what the crucifixion was like. And if you've never seen that movie, I encourage you to go see it or rent it, buy it, come find me. Pastor Mike, I can't afford it. I'll buy it for you. I encourage you to watch it because it's the most realistic example of the crucifixion that we can see to the human eye. And I want to believe that it was about 10 times worse than what the movie portrayed. But there was a lot of blood that happened. He was beat. Horrible things were done to him. He was hung on the cross. There was a lot of bloodshed. But he did it for the sacrifice so we could be forgiven. Jesus said in Matthew 26 and 28, this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. So Pastor Michael, I ain't just up here shooting y'all a bunch of bull. It's biblical. See, for many for the forgiveness of sin, he poured out his blood. Poured out his blood for us. 
Everyone say, I'm pure, I'm holy, I'm forgiven. I'm pure, I'm holy, and I'm forgiven. I'm pure, I'm forgiven, and I'm holy. My dyslexia just kicked in. I feel weird yet. So we constantly want to tell ourselves, there's no way that I can be pure. There's no way I can be holy. There's no way I can be forgiven. Pastor Michael, I've done things in my life that's unpleasing to God. It's unpure. It's unholy. I can't be forgiven. I've done some unforgivable things. Why does this man love me? I can't be forgiven. I'm going to tell you today, no matter what you've done in your life, if you truly take it to God, God will forgive you. Pastor Michael, I, I don't see how that's true. There's been some people that's done some horrible things. Yes, they have. But if they truly take it to God and they truly ask God to forgive them, I truly believe that God does forgive them because it tells us right here, this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. We are not made clean by our works and actions. It don't matter how hard we can take and I can scrub this and I can bleach this and I can try to do what I can to make it clean. At the end of the day, it might still be a little pink. There might be some splotches on there. It might look rough. And I can say, oh, God, look at what I've done. Well, God, look, I, I, I led people to Christ, and, and, and I've talked to hundreds and hundreds of people. There's podcaster listeners that listen to us all day long. It's not by our actions and works alone. It's not by what we do that makes us whole and clean. It's by the power and the presence of God's forgiveness. It's by us going to God and saying, God, forgive me of my sins. God, touch my life. Heal my body. See, I want you guys to know this was God's gift to humanity. And guess what? It's free. It don't cost us anything. It don't cost us a thing for God to believe in our life, for us to worship God, for us to love God. It costs us absolutely nothing. It's a free gift, and that's what I love about it. See, the God, or sorry, for God so loved, he gave his only son to be our sacrifice. I got to hurry up. Are we going to be here a couple more hours? Two, if you're taking notes, the blood sets us free. The blood sets us free. Now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant, it's Hebrews 9 and 15. Now that he has died. There's a lot of Hollywood movies out there that they'll take maybe a child or a spouse, in some cases a dog, and they want a ransom. Ransoms are money in most cases. They want millions of dollars to get back their child, their spouse, their dog, their car. But in this case, Jesus kept us from death. He saved us from death. That was the ransom that he took. He said, hey, I'm going to take their sins. I'm going to die. The wages of sin is death and death is hell. I'm going to save them from that. I'm going to bear it on the cross for each one of you, everybody that's out there that lives. I'm going to do it. See, we're free from the curse. 
There's generational curses out there that we have the power to break. And it's through the power of Christ. The power of the blood. See, we're free from the powers of sin because through Christ who died for us. See, sin wants to hold us down. Remember last week I was telling you about my tote. It looked nice. Sin was on the other side. Feels good, but we get trapped in it. We get stuck in it. But through the power of Christ and the power of the blood, we can get out of sin. Sin no longer has the power over us. Generation of curses are passed down from generation to generation. We were passed down with sin from the beginning of time when Adam and Eve decided to bite into the fruit. But we had the power to break it. We had the power to say, hey, we're not going to do this. We had the power to stand up and say, hey, we don't have to be in sin and bondage. Each one of us can start today. I like what John 8 and 3, uh, 8, John 8, 36 says, who the Son sets free is free indeed. See, we're, I'm telling you, I'm going to make me a tote. When we're in the sin tote and we're stuck in sin and we're there and it feels good, but when Jesus takes us out and it says, who the Son sets free is free indeed. So when he frees me from it, I'm no longer in it. I'm able to go. I'm able to move around. I'm able to go do what I want. I'm able to be pleasing more to God. I don't have to be living stuck in the sin that I was in. So once I'm out, I'm out. I'm free from it. Thirdly, if you're taking notes, the blood gives us access. Blood gives us access. Ephesians 2, and we're going to look at verse 13 here in the latter part. But now, or, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. I'm in sin. I'm stuck. I'm here. I can't move. I'm bound up. But in Christ, he frees me. He brought me out because he shed his blood. See, we are not strange, we are not strangers standing outside looking in and wondering and wanting a relationship with God. See, oftentimes people want to know, hey, what are they doing over at Medic Church? They'll come look in our door because I can see them on the camera. <laughs> it's pretty funny, probably. They'll look in and they'll be like, hey, what are they doing in here? What is this? What is this place? I think it's pretty cool because we've got it says dead inside. I hope it attracts people. I think it's cool. Uh, uh, but, but, but we're not looking from the outside in. We're not looking from the outside in. If people want to come in here, I come on in because we want to invite them in. We want to love on them and let God restore the brokenness in their life. But, but, but what happens is, is when it comes to God, it's not us looking out or looking in, trying to have a relationship with us. God wants a relationship with each one of you. He said he's standing at the door. He's knocking. And it's up to us to open that door. It's up to each one of us to open up that door and let God into our lives. See, last week we talked about having a choice, choose life or death. You, each one of us had a choice. And last week we heard that news of somebody made a, a commitment for Christ, and I love that, made that decision for Christ, and I love sharing that with you guys, and that's awesome. And, and I love sharing those stories. And, and it tells us in the Bible that, that God's there. He's knocking. 
And last week somebody answered that call and answered that, that, that door and that was knocking. And today I encourage you if you feel like God's knocking at the door to answer the door. Well, Pastor Michael, I've had a relationship with Christ. And I've stuck, stepped back. And I'm back in my old sinful ways. I'm stuck back in the tote. I don't feel like I can get out of the tote. If he sets you free once, he can set you free again. And that's why it's important we tell you guys, when you make a decision for Christ, let us know because one, we want to celebrate with you and two, we want to put 10 steps in your hands to help you stay committed to your faith because let's just face it, this world is hard. It's difficult. They're going to look at you and say, that prayer you prayed meant nothing, but it means everything to God and it means everything to us. And then let's just face it, life is done better together because of the blood of Christ. We can have a relationship each and every day with him. Hebrews 9, or excuse me, Hebrews 10 and 19. It says, Therefore, brother and sister, since we have confidence to enter the most high place by the blood of Jesus. Now we have access. Now we have it. I like having an all-access pass. I love when I, when I was able to go and, and uh, do uh, the fire stuff at, at uh, the Charlotte Motor Speedway. I had a, what they called a hot pass. The hot pass means I could go anywhere that I wanted to go. It was cool. All the time I'd be walking down through there, I'm like, mm -hmm. I was hot stuff. I thought I was the greatest thing. I'm like, man, I got a hot pass. I can go where I want, and ain't nothing you can do for me. <laughs> ain't nothing you can do about it. I'm going to go where I want it. And, and that's like it is with Christ. I have an all-access pass to his, his forgiveness, his word, his ability for his freedom to come over me and touch my life. It tells us to draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance Hebrews 10 and 22. Or, yeah, Hebrews 10 and 22. Draw near to his heart. And that's why we constantly tell you guys, we want to make every desire, every single day to be Christ. I'm going to finish up with this. There's no guilty. There's no shame when it comes to the presence of God and his forgiveness. He loves each one of you guys. Just like a teenager when I run from God, when I was a mid-adult, when I run from God, he was there to chase after me and pick me back up. When I felt lost and I felt like, hey, I don't deserve this, God still forgave me. Fourthly, if you're taking notes, the blood empowers us. The blood empowers us. See, see, without the blood of Jesus, we can't defeat and battle after the devil. And when I begin to pray, when I feel like the devil's coming after me, I say, in the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, get away from me, Satan. And I encourage you, hey, if you're feeling, if you're feeling like a battle's going on in your life, you feel like things are, are constantly coming after you, start speaking the name of Jesus. And say, by the power of Jesus, get behind me, Satan. By the blood of Jesus, Satan, get behind me. And watch what happens. But you got to be standing firm in God's word. You got to start and you got to fight back. Like we talked about in the last years, you got to keep pushing. You got to keep fighting. I'll be out there and I'll be the leading. I'll be fighting with you because we are together and I don't want to send you out in the battle alone. But you got to be able to stand firm. I can't fight your battles for you. You got to fight with me. See, see, see. <laughs> oh, I forgot my next point. 
The blood has an antibody to set you free from the virus. The blood has an antibody that can set you free from the virus. What are viruses in your life? Whatever you're going through. If you're going through financial difficulties, if you're going through sickness, if you're going through a broken relationship, it doesn't matter what it is. The blood is the antibody to the virus. See, 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 Jesus has beaten every disease that's out there. There's 39 major diseases in this world right now. 39 major diseases. And did you know, yeah, I want to hear something pretty amazing. Jesus took 39 stripes on his back. And it tells us, by his stripes we are healed. Today, if you're going through sickness, wherever you're at, by the power of Jesus and by the blood of Jesus, the virus can be taken away. He's conquered death. He's conquered sin. He's crushed sickness. And he's broken the power of poverty. Romans 8 and 1 and 2. It says, The power of the living, life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin. It leads us to death. I don't have special powers, but God has every ability to set you free today. Today, we need to depend on Christ like never before. If you're struggling with things in your life, I encourage you today to give it to God and let the power of the blood touch every situation in your life. If you guys can and will, if you'll stand with me this morning, let's pray. God, I want to thank you for this day. God, I want to thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us. God, thank you for the bloodshed that he let out for us, God. God, so we don't have to, to go to hell, God. God, he saved us from that. He saved us from sin, God. And you tell us in the Bible that the wages of sin is death, God. And God, he saved us from death and eternity, God. God, today, whatever people are going through, let them know that all they have to do is speak out the power of the blood. God, help us depend more on you, God. God, touch our lives and move like never before. Touch our bodies. Touch and give us the, the antibodies to the viruses today, God. If you don't know who Jesus is or you want to make a decision for Christ, all you have to do is say the simple prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming to the earth and dying on the cross for me. I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. And when it gets hard, remind me that you're still with me. Help me to have the access every day when I feel alone. And remind me you're there with me. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. Today, if you need prayer, you can go to medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. Would you consider partnering with us right now so we can continue providing podcasts just like this one? You can do so by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash give. You can do a one-time gift, a reoccurring gift. We just ask that you pray and give from your heart today. Join us back next time as we give another life-giving message. All right, we'll see you soon.